So, so sometimes I know when, in advance when I'm going to have an opportunity to do what I'm doing today to preach. And then there's times where you find out maybe the day before. Uh, this time is a little of both. Um, so Pastor Josh called me yesterday and he said, hey, Pastor Kent, remember that I asked you to have a sermon prepped just in case something happens or I don't feel well that you can kind of uh, jump in? And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I remember. And he said, um, he said, I'm not feeling really good right today and I really don't want to have, bring someone, get someone sick, so I'm going to uh, ask if you have one for tomorrow. And he knows he's always going to get an honest answer with me. And uh, the honest answer with him yesterday was, uh, no, I did not have one prepared. But I'm going to trust God that he is going to prepare and give me everything I need uh, for that. So here we are. So we're going to have a little fun today. So we're going to start with that. Um, and then we're going to do some, I'm going to pray, we're going to do some testimony, we're going to get in the word, and then we're going to do communion uh, at the end. Most of you know that have heard me speak, I love show and tell. Uh, it's just something I didn't think I really liked it that much until I started doing it. It's like, I guess I've always liked it all my life. And um, so being stuck at home, uh, watching Bill's game with myself sometimes, sometimes Tammy's there. Um, and then they go and win the ASC Eastern Division Championship. Um, amen. <laughs> I, uh, I found myself wanting to go up into my attic and in my attic, I have these, uh, to see some of the archives that I have. And I know some of you that are on Facebook have probably seen some of this stuff. Uh, so bear with me. You're going to get to see it again. Uh, but um, I'll be, it'll be short. So you have these couple boxes of, of sports memorabilia up in my attic uh, that pretty much has not been opened in over 20 years, uh, back in the Super Bowl years and all that. And... Uh, Mainly because the Bills, uh, how can I say, um, have not been very good lately. Um, that's a nice way of putting it. Uh, but back in the day, uh, Tammy and I and a, and a whole group of our friends, we were the, the tailgating 12th men uh, before Bills Mafia ever came about. Uh, we, were, we were them. We were at the games. We were, we were sold out for him, for them. And if I would have brought this stuff out maybe five years ago, everyone would have kind of, eh, yeah, it's all right, no, no big deal. But right now it's kind of like a, a hot commodity. So we're going to see if we can get the slides up. We're going to go through a quick slideshow. So some of these, some of these, these are, these are signs that they actually, um, yeah, Buffalo Evening News every week would put them in the paper. And you would see them in the newspaper, on front lawns, you would see them in the windows, um, go to the next one. So every team that we would play, they would come up with something catchy. And if not every house had it, almost every other house had one in their window when you drove down on a Sunday. It was, it was definitely Bill's fandomonium in Buffalo. There's some good ones. So there's a couple more. Uh, most of them, a lot of them are because of the teams we played more than once or twice a year. Go ahead, Dave. You can see the three bottom ones, I think, are from all three of the, the Super Bowls. Not the three Super Bowls, but the Super Bowls we played against the Cowboys. Signs didn't work in those cases, just so you know. <laughs> so then I think the next ones are going to be some uh, different shape. 
These are just some old pendants. These are all in this box for 20 years. Uh, that old one is from the AFL, uh, way back. Uh, and then the next one is some of the uh, Super Bowl ones, I think. That's not it. <laughs> it's all right. So the other ones were some Super Bowl ones, and then there's some memorabilia also. Uh, it was really cool just to kind of go through all that. So enough show and tell. I needed to get that out. Thank you for bearing with me. Um, I'm going to trust that God will use that coming up. So I'm going to open in prayer. I actually have a scripture prayer uh, that I ask you to agree with me. It's for me. Um, so it's from it's Psalms 19.14. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It's all for you, Lord. Amen. Well, as we crawl, here we are, we're crawling to the end of 2020, the lost year. I'm pretty sure if we all look back, we'll be saying that uh, we've never experienced anything like this year that just, it's ending. And we pray hopefully it'll never happen again. For Tammy and I personally, um, having been quarantined in September because they said we, we had it, to after Thanksgiving, finding out we really did have it at that time and had to quarantine again. Uh, and at that time, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, is, is really the busiest season for the food pantry of all the times. It's, there's more people in need, and there's more donations coming in during that time of the year, and just on a normal year. This year just kind of exploded even more. At that, I want to step aside, and, and I don't know if there's any of the volunteers here, but the volunteers at our food pantry... Uh, that worked from March until even now, outside, changed what they were doing, did more than they normally do, uh, went the extra mile. Um, I stand and applaud every one of them because, because without them, it would have never happened. And the countless amounts of families that have come uh, and received from the food pantry, um, just I stand in awe how God uses it. And I also want to put a shout-out to Pastor Josh Pastor Josh lets us use a big portion of this building. He gives me the time to be able to run the pantry and, and do all that. Uh, and without that, that wouldn't happen either. So uh, kudos to him for seeing what God is doing and allowing us to be a part of that. Okay, back into uh, the quarantine season. During that time, we missed a, a, a dear wedding. We missed a funeral of... of two memorials of, my, of good friends' fathers who passed away. We couldn't go see other people in the hospital that were very sick, and I know we all have something that we couldn't do because of this, and it's hard. And then Christmas Eve happened. In a span of about an hour, maybe two, uh, I found out that two close friends of mine passed away, and they were the ones that were in, in the hospital that I couldn't go see. Immediately I recalled the the last conversations I had with them on the phone, which was probably about a week or so before they passed. Those last words you have. My buddy Mark, 
I've known for close to 40 years. Tammy has known him longer than me. Fellow tailgater back in the day. Uh, friend, family camper. We did life together. When I came to Christ, we kind of drift, drifted apart, but then there was a season that we reconnected, and he came to church. He was sitting here many, a few times with us here, and during that season, I came to find out that he did have Christ in his heart. And that's the a, that's a, a bittersweet part of losing somebody, but know that you're going to see them again. And then my buddy Chet Trebek. He went home to be with the Lord, too, that day. We were both saved when we met each other. I came a dear friend. We did ministry together, road trips to Pennsylvania, family holiday dinners. I mean, this is just some of it. Truly going to miss him greatly. But back to those last calls with them. They encouraged me during those calls. Those last words. I wish I would have stayed on that phone just a little bit longer. I remember Pastor John Sparaza. I truly believe he said this on that last day I saw him before he passed because he said it almost every day to me. And his words were, Kent, every day is a gift from God. Treat it like that. And those last words still encourage me. So, okay, back to when Pastor Josh asked that question. Uh, there was a scripture verse that jumped out immediately in my heart. And it was Second uh, Timothy 4.2. Right away, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. That part of the scripture just jumped out right onto my heart. I felt like it was like, okay, that's, okay, Lord, what are you going to do with that? It was that strong on my heart right away. And it goes on to say, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. And I thought about it. I'm not prepared. I dropped the ball on Pastor Josh. He asked me to do something, and I didn't do it. And, and that's what happened. But I will learn from that, and walk forward in a better way. Even with that, I felt that that peace that comes from God, like he was saying, Kent, you haven't stopped seeking me. You haven't stopped serving me. You talk to me throughout the whole day. I will give you what you and the others need to hear. So, and it wasn't just a, like, a, oh, he'll take care of it. It was like, okay, Lord, I'm trusting with you on that. It, it totally reminded me when I bet we went to a, a missionary trip to Africa and Pastor Mike was a lead and he would be speaking to hundreds and thousands sometimes and he would just call one of us up. And I found myself for that whole week like all day going, okay, what am I going to say? Like, like living on purpose of what I was going to say every day. And I just remember the, the scripture verse during that time for me was First Peter 3.15. But in your heart, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but to do it with gentleness and respect. You never know. I never knew. Right, Tammy? We never knew. All of a sudden he would call, and there you are in front of a hundred or more people. If we are truly followers of Christ... We can't only bring Christ out on a Christmas and, and Easter. 
or even worse, put him, put him in a box for 20 years like I did with that stuff and pull it out when, when God starts doing stuff good. It's like, oh, I'm going to pull him out now or the conversation's about God. Now I'll talk about God. I thought of the whole genie in a bottle. That's not who he is. No, we need to always have him with us and be ready to be used by him. As you seek and serve him, he will plant the word in your heart. And at due time, he'll bring that out at that time when someone needs it or when you need it yourself. See, this letter from Timothy is Paul's last letter. It's like his last words to Timothy. And he wrote this from prison. Isolated from almost everybody. Just a few people could see him. Almost like quarantined. And he was going to die. But he wasn't dying from a virus and he wasn't dying from a plague. He was dying because he he was going to be killed because he was a follower of Jesus Christ. And what was he doing? He was still reaching out with the words of encouragement to Timothy and writing a letter that he knew more than just Timothy was going to read that. Encourage him to keep the faith and to be prepared to stand for Christ. I'm going to read the, a little bit more of that for Second Timothy. I'm going to read the L, NLT version. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. That's where that whole in season or out of season in the NIV says. Patiently correct, correct rebuke, and encourage your people with, God, with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers that will, teach, will tell them whatever their itchy ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myth. But you should be clear of mind, clear of mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for Jesus. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time is for my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all those who eagerly look forward to his appearance. I'm going to read that last line again. The prize is not only just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So we're going to start getting ready for communion. And there's a couple things I want to say before I do that. If today you find your faith stuck in a box and it's been sitting there way too long, get it out of the box today. 
Don't wait for it to, something to get better. Get it out today. If things aren't going the way you want to, if things aren't good, ask God for help. He is faithful, and he will not, not disappoint. And if there's someone here that has never asked Jesus into their heart as their Lord and Savior, we have some prayer warriors that will be in the back. Please make your way back there and talk to them. Let them pray with you. Let them explain what that means. And if there's prayer requests here, please meet up with them. Let them partner with you with prayer. So communion, we do an open communion here. Anyone uh, who has Jesus is able to take. So if you take the first top off first, not the drink part, that makes it a little bit easier going forward. The Last Supper, also called the Lord's Supper, Jesus held the first one on the night of Passover, the Passover dinner, the Passover meal. And just like the Passover celebrated the deliverance from slavery in Egypt, so the Lord's Supper celebrates the deliverance from sin by the death of Christ. And as we remember that, we are also acknowledging his return is coming. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians, the account of this, 11, 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this. Whenever you drink it, you remember in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death and him coming. So Lord, as we celebrate communion with you and with our brothers and sisters, we thank you for taking the, the mocking, the scourging, the beating, the pain even to death, to break the grip of death in our lives. So we take this bread in remembrance of that. So let us partake of the bread. And Lord, as we take this cup that represents your blood, we thank you for washing us with it, free from our sins, as white as snow. Let's partake of that. Lord, let every time that we do this, Bring a fresh touch of your presence. A renewed hope of your promises and a restored 
preparedness of your return. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, we can't out thank you for what you did for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Don't know what it is. Jake, are you in the house?